Hey everyone, I'm Chris Hall and this is the Downtime Podcast, where we're going to be taking you deeper than ever into the gravity-based side of mountain biking. First up, a quick thank you to our supporting partners who've got some great offers for you. Goreware is from the people who invented the most well-known and respected material in outdoor clothing, Gore-Tex, so you know their bike clothing is going to be really good. Since 1985, Goreware has been enabling us to get out on our bikes in all weather conditions in comfort. Based on quality engineering and innovation, Goreware makes technical products that last the test of time. So if you like to get out and ride whenever and whatever the weather, then Goreware is the clothing for you. A Goreware jacket has been a staple part of my riding pack for many, many years of riding and commuting, and I've recently spent some time using their latest range and its awesome stuff. Their new Endure jacket uses Gore-Tex technology to make it a jacket that is incredibly lightweight at just 272 grams, durably waterproof with their guarantee to keep you dry promise and highly breathable too. With a drop tail and an over-the-helmet hood that's providing you with extra riding protection, while the front pocket doubles as a stowaway pouch for easy packing. This was the jacket that I chose to pack for the Stone King Rally and I'm really glad that I did. Then there's the Fernflow range, which includes a super comfortable, lightweight and highly breathable liner short, as well as shorts and pants. The shorts utilise four-way stretch fabric for total freedom of movement and the Fernflow pants are a great option when the temperatures start to drop and you've got spray or drizzle in the air. If you want to try Goreware's latest range, then they're very kindly offering downtime listeners 20% off the entire range until the end of August. Just use the code DOWNTIME20 at the checkout over on goreware.com. This offer works in both the US and EU web stores. That's downtime all in capitals, followed by the number 20 over on goreware.com. InvisiFrame is the original and best way to protect your bike, so it always looks brand new. Then, when you come to sell your prized possession on, you know it's going to look great and get the most money possible, more than paying back what the InvisiFrame cost. My Cotic Rocket Max is over three years old, and thanks to it being InvisiFrame from new, it still looks great. InvisiFrame began over 10 years ago as one man trying to keep his bike looking great, and it's now the global market leader in frame protection with precision cut kits available for thousands of different bikes. InvisiFrame is also the choice of many brands worldwide to keep their demo fleets looking fresh. In fact, the Santa Cruz that I took to Stone King Rally came InvisiFrame wrapped and looks box fresh even after a pretty big crash into a load of sharp rocks. InvisiFrame provide kits for frames and forks in both gloss and matte finish and come delivered with everything you need in the box. I fitted my own kit and it's pretty straightforward. Just make sure you use plenty of water and then even if you put a piece in the wrong place, you can easily move it to where it's supposed to be. There's a really helpful video on their website to show you how to do it, but if you don't want to do it yourself, then InvisiFrame have a global network of approved fitters that you'll also find on their website, invisiframe.co.uk. As a downtime listener, InvisiFrame are kindly offering 20% off everything on their website, which includes frame and fork protection and decals too, until the end of July 2023. All you need to do is to enter the code DOWNTIME20 at the checkout over on invisiframe.co.uk. That's downtime all uppercase followed by the number 20. And don't stress, the price you see is the price you'll pay as they've factored in all the costs at the checkout. So head to invisiframe.co.uk now and get the best protection possible for your prized possession. If you want to represent the podcast, you can get yourself a downtime t-shirt, sweatshirt or hoodie over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. If you want a bit more downtime in your life, then you can join the newsletter, where I'll provide you with a bit of behind-the-scenes info on the podcast, interesting bits and pieces from around the mountain bike world, some mini-reviews of products that I've been using and like, partner offers, and more. You can do that over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Otherwise, don't forget to follow the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode. You can do that by hitting the button in your podcast app now, or there's buttons for all the major platforms to help you over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. 
You can either listen to today's episode right here, or if you prefer to, you can now watch it over on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash at Downtime Podcast. I'll also stick a link to the video in the show notes over on my website, downtimepodcast.com. All right, today I'm joined by Chaos Seagrave. Chaos recently made the decision to move away from racing, to focus on his freeride career, and it seems to have been the best move he could have made. We sit down to chat about growing up in racing and the pressure that he felt as the elite male on the team. Hear how he found his way into the freeride world and how that has ultimately become his focus. We chat about Red Bull Hardline, what it would be like if it became a series, winning whip-offs, Rampage, and plenty more. So without further ado, here's Chaos Seagrave. Chaos Seagrave, welcome to the Downtime Podcast, man. How's things with you? Not too bad, mate. Big up for having me. Um, yeah, just got back from Crankworks and yeah, ready to do this. And Crankworks, it went all right, didn't it? Yeah, it went, it went pretty good. Um, did whip off and speed, managed to win whip off, which is always nice. And then I was on the podium with Edgar and Cade, so it's always good with yeah. being with them. Solid crew. Yeah, just rode with them all evening and then be on the podium so it's pretty good yeah and then speed uh yeah just got kicked out i messed uh, messed up a few tricks and okay. then yeah got kicked out but it's then a, that was pretty fun yeah saw Cade crash which is always... oh yeah he hit bartek right yeah yeah he hit um and then just went massively over the bars like did a front flip Man. So that was quite funny to watch because it's Cade. <laughs> like obviously, he always gets back up. So yeah, the, like we were just laughing because we're like, obviously, he's just him. He's just gonna bounce. Well, then he got back up and then he did the next round. Yeah, if that was me, I would have just been like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he is a solid unit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. How, how does speed and style work? I've always kind of like wondered that one. It seems like quite a strange event and quite a hard one yeah. to like zone in on. Yeah, it's pretty good to be fair. Like you, um, so. Yeah, you're two of you, and you have two jumps on the slalom course, pretty much. And, like, one in the middle, well, like, near the start, and then one at the end. And then you have points on the jumps, and whoever goes the quickest and does the best jumps wins. And yeah. then you qualify, you do on your own, and then it goes round of 32, round of 16, yeah. 8, same, yeah. Do you find it hard balancing the two aspects, like the speed aspect and the style thing? Because they don't always go hand in hand, eh? Um, yeah, it's pretty hard to be fair because you always, like when you practice tricks, you go into the jump with your speed yeah. and you go, like you're chilling and you're doing what you do. You're not doing it next to someone trying to beat you at a race and then you're <laughs> yeah. pedaling into the jump. And you're like, wait, I'm going way too fast <laughs> and I'm supposed to do my trick. Yeah. So that's what's like kind of like fun and sketchy about it because yeah. you got to adapt and do other stuff especially for you as well because you've got i think it would be fair to say your style is quite kind of lazy and smooth almost like there's a slowness yeah. to your style in the air well say. it's speed and style but it's really speed and tricks yeah because like, yeah. if you do style tricks you're not going to get that many points right so yeah i'm just learning tricks that to do that i'm able to do when i'm going fast yeah because yeah so then i just i'm just practicing a few tricks and hopefully i can get them Better. yeah so that's something you're like specifically working on away from those events is it like trying mm. to learn tricks that you can do at speed or is oh it... no i just think of it then like oh yeah i can do them at speed <laughs> style but no you just i'm just doing my tricks so i can do tricks yeah yeah i don't i'm not learning them to be like oh i'm learning this to go to speed it's just then i'd be able to do them at speed and style but Got i it. just learn them for myself at yeah. the moment makes sense 
Talk us through a whip-off event then. Like, How does it work from your perspective? Is it just like you have a window of time and you just session and... Yeah, so now nowadays I think there is practice before. Okay. So I think there was practice in Innsbruck, but um, I've done that jump so many times now every year for the last four or five years. Uh-huh. And now like the... Like when we whip, like with Cade, Edgar Hun, Jackson, all that lot, I don't know about them, but when you do your big ones, like when you're just like doing like, oh, you know what, I'm going to do a big one now. Like it's been good whipping yeah. and now I'm just going to throw one. They're not like, don't know, they're quite, like if they go wrong, you just, a whip's a horrible crash. Like you just high side and then you, so you're just like, I don't really like, <laughs> so I don't really want to do them like all the time. Yeah. So like I always say my perfect whip off would be three or four jumps. Okay. Like, yeah. So you keep it keep it kind of so, chill and just warm Yeah, but it. then you do get in the hang of it. Like when, like, Innings work, I wasn't going to do that many runs. But then you're just having fun with everyone, <laughs> so you do end up doing loads. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I always said that you only need, like, half an hour. <laughs> Fair play. But there's so many people and stuff, so you can't really do that. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, so hour and a half is, or two hours at most, but an hour and a half is a whip-off. Yeah. And you do like an hour of session and then half an hour of like finalist. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, do, do you like, do you think you could go and smash out like a winning whip straight away? Or do you need to build through the session a bit? Like you're saying you hold back a bit from doing the. I, the I don't whips, hold but, back, but I just like, uh, like you just like, you're just whipping and you're like, you're still trying to do big ones every yeah. time. Like you're still like having fun. But then like, you don't want to do it like second go in because then there's a whole hour. So yeah. then you'll be like, well, that was two hours ago, really, that whip. So you yeah. can't really win with that. <laughs> so I normally try and keep the best one, uh, like my best whips till the last okay. two runs, two, three runs. Yeah. What do you think makes for a good whip? Because everyone's got like a certainly different style, I would say. Like they don't all look just, the same. Yeah, it's just fluid, I think. Like, because they're so different. Like me and Cade whip completely differently yeah but they've both got like we've both got a sense of style to it and then that's how they are yeah it's like it's like on the moto whip to be fair like you look watch all of them even though they're all whipping like it's just one like it's just a whip but then there's 10 riders and all 10 of them do different ones so i guess it's just yeah i just think you just gotta go sideways and bring it back yeah i think bringing it back's the most like because if you land 90, then you're most likely going to crash, and that crash hurts so much. <laughs> it's going to hurt, yeah. Yeah, I've had many of them. I was going to say, you've and, had a few, right? Yeah, and they're just so annoyingly painful. Yeah, yeah, not good. And it's it's a judged event, right? And your yeah. background, I guess, is from timed events. How do you find that judged element of it? Because it's, it's yeah. hard to be... Obviously, it's hard, because like any judged events, because it's just then on... Like you're like, because if I was a judge at a whip off, I'd be thinking of what I prefer, and what I prefer isn't really yeah what other people would prefer. So it is just yeah, it's just that's why it's always good when you win yeah. And then because like obviously, then people yeah, I don't really know really. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's judge. Yeah. So um, but yeah, like sometimes like during during the whip off, you know we you you know who's going to be there. Like I knew, Ed, like you obviously knew that Edgar and Cade were going to be there. Yeah. And I felt like I was doing good ones. So I was like, oh, I could, like I'm doing pretty well. 
But like, I remember when I first started them, you'd do and you'd do like two runs and you'd already see our dog doing the best <laughs> whips ever. And you're like, well, he's going to win, isn't That's he? clearly gone. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. clearly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's just whoever. Yeah. But you can, yeah, it's judged, but you can kind of see who, like, it's not really. You know where it's going. Yeah. Do you always feel it's like the right person that won? I mean, clearly when it's you, you feel it's when the right I feel person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, most of the time. Yeah. I feel like, Sometimes, like Whistler, I feel like one year, like last year, I could have done well. I've never podiumed at Whistler. Okay, I've always wanted to do that. It's like the bet, like the first one, and yeah, the and So I was like, yeah. oh, never done podium there. So I'm like, ah, oh. but the, sorry to the Whistler locals and shit, but that jump is shit <laughs> to whip. Really? Well, it's just, what makes it so bad? It's just a long table. Okay, like you're coming in flat out, and it's just a long table. Yeah, like, I like big like doubles and yeah, like a bit not a stepped up, but a bit. Like the landing is a bit higher than okay, that. or like the same, yeah, yeah, but not like just a long table. So. Yeah, fair. That Innsbruck one is pretty oh, the Inns- stunning. Yeah, like. the Innsbruck one's insane. Yeah, I reckon a bit bigger, and that would literally be the best whip jump ever. Nice. Do you ever look at who's judging then and think about like, well, what you know about them and like how you might tailor what you're doing, or is it no. always just doing your thing? I honestly, just turn up and have fun. Yeah. Like, don't really like at the end like it is just like it is a whip off like if it was like slope style then i would yeah like then i'd be like right but um it's whip off i just want like you just do it for fun and then when you win or podium then it's like oh yes bonus happy days yeah is it decent prize money for that i want a k that's all right isn't it? So, yeah well, that's pretty good for an hour and a bit yeah, of work. An hour bit of doing whips yeah I'm like, yeah sound <laughs> So, yeah. Nice one, mate. And you, like you say, you're often up against one of your best mates and your sister's partner, Cade. Mm. Like, what is it? What's it like, sort of traveling the world with him and basically almost living with him? I guess as well. well right? I do. Yeah. Well, he's just moved out. To be fair. Uh-huh. But um, yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want it any other way. I love it. Um, spend most of my days with him, ride, and then we obviously travel together. Not anymore this year. Okay. Um, I've only traveled like didn't even go to Dark Fest together to be fair. But um normally travel with him quite a bit. Yeah. And then like now in like a cuff in a week or so when he gets back, I'm traveling with him to hardline and other stuff like that. So Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, we're always together and it's all it's pretty good to ride with Cade. Yeah. It's pretty good. And, Definitely. Yeah, and he's my best mate, so Nice. Do you think your riding influences each other? Like have you have you grown as a result of the two of you riding together? Yeah, like I I wouldn't have been so into like dirt jumps and um, like tricks and stuff like that if it wasn't for Cade because okay. he he's always been into that. And then I guess he's quite aggressive. Yeah, and style. quite like yeah. Oh. So I guess I've like yeah helped him with being more like fluid or yeah. something. But I don't know. I don't really. I don't really feel like he's. Okay, didn't he so <laughs> uh, yeah yeah two very different riders yeah. very similar in a lot of ways but very different similar, styles but so different yeah like yeah he's just like yeah like a like brook and braggy yeah yeah and i'm like it's like just try and be smooth and trying not to like because yeah i'm just chill i like it it's cool yeah. man let's let's take it back a bit in time you mm. grew up in france right? yeah you were you born in the uk so I was born in Croydon, yeah, and then moved to France when I was like three or four. Yeah, something. do you re- do you remember much before France or not really? I remember like one day at school, okay. or like and like nursery, know, or whatever, nursery yeah, and yeah. stuff, and then 
like half a Christmas and then <laughs> yeah. that's it. Fair play. So growing up in the Morzine area. Yeah. yeah. And um, how much older is Tani? She's four years older. Four years older. Four years okay, older. so a fair gap. And then we got, uh, I've got a nine-year-older brother. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So there's the three of you out there with your family. And was it kind of Tani that got into riding first? Was that like the uh, root of it for you? Yeah, so she got into riding, like we, so we owned a chalet, which was on top of where we lived. And that was my mum's job. She was a caterer and stuff. And yeah. then um, people like, and then teams started to come. And then we, uh, my parents were mates with uh, like Nigel Page and yeah. That's when she was. Go- that's when he was going out with Vanessa Quinn. Yeah, yeah. And then Lay helped Tani out with like her first proper bike. I think I can't remember. I was like five, so yeah. If it's not, might be the whole. <laughs> this is how I remember it. Yeah. And then um, that's why she started with Baby Blue bikes. Okay. That's what Vanessa had. Yeah, that intense. And then, yeah. yeah, the intense. And then um, I just got Tani's hand me downs from okay. there. Yeah. And then yeah, just so yeah, she got into biking first, and then. Yeah. That's why we got the team because it wasn't back in the day. It wasn't that big into female riders. Yeah, well, female, like it was a lot young harder. Female riders, yeah, 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 yeah. So my dad was like, "Oh, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself." <laughs> Fair. So, yeah. so you grew up riding in one of the best areas in the world for it. Yeah. Like, we did you fall in love with it pretty quickly? Like, you got so many good tracks around yeah. there. I, from growing up, the summer was mostly just me and my sister and our mates and whoever stayed at a chalet we just went to plenty and just did plenty all day yeah like so before like before i moved to the uk i didn't really do anything else other than just bomb plenty laps <laughs> i like, didn't jump didn't i did a few jumps and stuff but yeah. it was always just plenty laps plenty laps yeah yeah you can take us off it fair and i guess tiny was away quite a lot racing was it natural for you to sort of follow her or were you going anyway as part of the um, family crew going to the races so we've We've kind of always been at the races because then my mum would, she cooked for Chain Reaction and the Aftons a few times. Ah, uh, yeah, okay. So we went to the races and we'd always go to like Champry and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the local ones, go watch. And then, so we're always there. Like I've been at the World Cup since I was seven. <laughs> like great. I remember like, yeah, Champry 2007 and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So um, just always been around and then, yeah. Because I remember, like, in my first year junior, I was like, oh, I'm finally racing to the people who I've known for ages. And they're like, oh, we just thought you'd been racing before because <laughs> I've been around for yeah. just hanging out and being that little annoying kid. That's cool, though, right? Did, yeah. did, did that help that you had that sort of familiarity with the scene and all the people? Did it make you feel more comfortable when you were old enough to go race it? Oh, it just felt like a second home, the races. Yeah. Like, yeah, just that's just what I grew up with. And yeah. Yeah. And you've done a bit of racing before you hit World Cups, right? Yeah, I'd raced like, um, some IXS and we came over for some British rounds yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, so I've always, well, yeah, I've always, like, since I could, I would always want to race and always raced. Yeah. So first World Cup, where was it? Was it? Lords. Lords. Lords 2016. In the dry or the wet that year? Wet. Hmm. But we, well, I came down in dry. Okay. We came down in dry with the juniors. Yeah. And then... Oh, no. Wait, first year. No, piss wet. Yeah. Yeah. How was that as a first World Cup experience? Because Lord in the wet oh, is like... Yeah, yeah. I remember dead. now because we were all like... So we all had shit numbers. Like we were all like me and 
like because we got quite a big group over here with like Joe Breeden, Cade. Yeah. Well, Cade wasn't in juniors then, but um, like Joe Parfit, my old teammate, and then there was Finn and that. That was all our first World Cup. Yeah. And I remember we went down the wall first practice, and we were <laughs> just at the bottom, like crashing, and then we're like, oh, we're, we're all there, and then, um, and then Finn won. I think he won. Yeah. And then I came. 10th, I think. Okay. So, yeah. Happy with that? Happy, I, was, I was stoked to yeah. my first World Cup. Yeah, it must, like, have, yeah. it must have felt nice as well to finally be racing them. Like you say, if you've been out the races yeah. for so long, to be able to, let, to be let on track and actually have a proper crack. It's just like you're riding the same track and like stuff like that as the people you've been growing up with, like yeah. growing up watching. Yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah, sick. And then <laughs> I was there and finally racing. So, yeah. yeah, I was loving it. Who were you watching back then? Like, who were your, your heroes and heroines? Like, I think obviously Samuel and Petey. Yeah. And then like they were the main ones. And then there was like I just like Josh Weisland, Rory Cunningham actually was a big okay. one because yeah. he was on CRC. Yeah. And he'd always come to the, to the chalet. And I'd actually like I'd lo- I loved him. He was literally so nice to me and he would always like take his time to play games with me and oh, all that's yeah, cool. So Yeah. So yeah. And yeah, but Samuel was the one, literally. Yeah, yeah. That's the, like the, the sort of style icon. Iron Horse, Spech, and all that. Like when he was on Iron Horse and Specialized, that was just my favorite days. Yeah, watching those films like First and Earth and that. Yeah, super so, good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was yeah those guys. And I guess you'd had a couple of years seeing it in the flesh as well. If you've been around the circuit, yeah. like not many juniors have that opportunity. I saw Ace of Amete yeah. at um, Lear Gang last week. Yeah. He was there, like getting a bit of trackside experience, but not not many people have that opportunity. Do you think it helped you understand like where the pace was at and how some of these top riders are doing it? Because watching well, it on video is very different to like seeing it in real life. I think I don't know because you just all I did was watch those guys like Samuel and that. Like yeah. I remember uh, the like 2007 Champry when he came third that year and he crashed like in the piss wet and stuff like that. But um. When I first raced, I was, that's when, like, it was a couple of years before that, the junior category, category came in. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't really think, worry about that. Okay. Because you weren't worrying about, like, the Sam Hills and the, yeah. like, Lewicks and stuff back then. Because I was like, well, I'm category. not against them. I'm against Finn yeah. and that lot. Yeah. So. Still a fast junior couple still, of years. Yeah, Finn and Matt. Yeah. Yeah. Which are doing pretty well now. <laughs> They're doing all right, yeah. aren't they? For sure. So, yeah, they were... Yeah, they were pretty dominant. I think Finn won five World Cups, I think, and then Matt Walker won the other two. Yeah, and World Champs, I think, took... Oh, yeah, but Finn, the first year, won... Yeah. Literally, I think he won six out of seven World Cups. Yeah, six out of seven, yeah. and then won Worlds. We were like, oh... <laughs> this is a bit tricky. Yeah, like, oh... Yeah. Getting a bit boring now. <laughs> <laughs> but looking back on then, that two years in juniors, like, how would you rate your junior career? Um, I wouldn't say amazing, but all right. Like, I podiumed... Uh, did all right in the overall, like was in the top five, mo- like in my second year, I was in the top five most of the races. And then if I didn't crash, uh-huh. but I'm just, I was just like, I was just either good or crashed. <laughs> but that's so, juniors, right? Yeah, that's just juniors. Yeah. So, and I don't know, I just, I was just having fun and I just wanted, I was so excited to be there, so happy. I just loved, I loved it at that time. Yeah. So I was just, yeah, loving it. 
Loving it. Right. And then 2018 comes around and you've got that move up into elite and finally yeah. you are competing up against these yeah. people like that you've looked up to. Was that a hard move for you up into elite? Um, Honestly, at the start, it was easy, man. Yeah. I loved it. I was like, this is actually way better. Like I came 36th at yeah. my first World Cup. I remember. Yeah. And then um, crashed in Lear Gang, but like was going to do all right. And then after that, just started crashing even more and more and then broke my collarbone and then didn't really ride or like just some other like crashes and little injuries i just started like just was starting to be like oh my god this is annoying and then i just fell into that hole of oh shit i'm not that fast anymore like i was like i felt didn't feel as fast because uh-huh. i wasn't qualifying i didn't qualify the first race i came back and like it's so mental racing like and I was in that rut of, oh, fuck. And then I started, and then in 2019, I started doing the, like, other stuff. Like, um, Nico Vink was a legend, and he invited me and Cade to Loose Fest. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is this is insane. <laughs> like, everyone's just having fun. Everyone loves each other. Like, and... Like we're just here for a good time and just like riding the best jumps and riding with the best guys, yeah, like, and just having fun. I was like, oh, this is what this is what biking's like. Like this is what I used to do when yeah. not the mad jumps, but I used to just go out and ride plenty for the fun of it. Yeah, and then that's when it started to go. I'd ride less to go fast and ride just to have fun. Yeah, you started to and see then, the opportunities the other way. I guess. Yeah. And then I'd obviously not, I'd still like, until last, I'd still train, but I wasn't training as much because I'd do all the other stuff. Yeah. And then it just got harder and harder to do all of it. Yeah. Like some people like, well, Cade, like, because I was like, obviously I've been with Cade and it was quite hard because Cade's like just naturally just insanely strong uh-huh. and stuff like that. I could go to the gym for a year straight and I still wouldn't be as strong <laughs> as him if he just literally did nothing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, and at the end I was just like, oh, this is getting too much. Yeah. Was there a pressure, you were the only elite male on the team at that point. Did you feel a pressure yeah. to sort of represent? So obviously like, yeah, I was the only, because we haven't had that big of a budget, like the team stuff. So, yeah. and I didn't do too bad in junior. So like, so um, I was the only elite rider. And then Dennis was on the team for the juniors. Yeah. But um, yeah, and like especially when Tani wasn't racing, like she, since 2019, Tani's just been there and there with the races because yeah. she's had so many injuries and like, and then the last year and a half off. So if you go back, yeah, if you actually look at it, she's been battling injuries and stuff since 2019. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, only elite rider with like another junior. And it's just like, oh, like, I do want to race and I want to do well, but I'm doing all this other stuff. And then I've got a, well, I'm a elite rider on a top team back. Like we weren't like top, top team, but we're still a big team. Yeah. And I was like barely qualifying. And I was like, Oh my God. And it feels like I'm taking the piss now. Right. Like, you feel like you're letting the team down. Well, or not like... like letting the team down. And like, just like, there's so many people that would like jump at, this and i'm just like having fun and doing like going out riding yeah like learning tricks instead of going fast and okay. like yeah so 
yeah, I felt like, I don't know, yeah, like I was just taking advantage of being on a team and all that lot. And now, yeah. like, seeing, like, now this year, seeing Ollie on the team, I'm like, oh, that's, like, that's what the team deserved, like, someone okay. who put their full attention into yeah. racing. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. So, yeah. Nice. And, you, I mean, you've been in this family team, like, your whole life, I guess, which is great to have that family support around you. But ultimately, I guess your dad's kind of also responsible to like the sponsors and like yeah. deliverables to them. Does that make things hard sometimes? Because, like you say, you're you're obviously finding a love for riding that's away from racing, and that's maybe taking a bit of focus away. But I'm guessing the team was like pitched the around team, racing and yeah. race results. Like, and it's your dad. It's not like yeah. it's some team manager. It's kind of that so makes that's what things I mean. tricky. I did. I made his life hard. I think because <laughs> um, yeah, like. The race team is a race team. They don't, a race team not like, except for like with Sam Reynolds on UR and stuff and yeah. now with me on this team, normally they don't have a team with a, someone that doesn't race. Yeah. So obviously I don't even want to imagine how hard it was. Like, but, because um, I wasn't getting the results as a elite rider would have wanted, as your elite rider, you would have wanted him to get. Yeah. So, but, at the same time, I was still doing the other stuff. So we still had that argument of, oh, he's doing everything. And yeah, yeah. Like, like, you don't just get the race results, you get like everything else, I guess. Yeah, you get pretty good coverage on yeah, the other like, stuff you're doing, right? It's not yeah. just about the racing. Yeah, like that's when Instagram was getting bigger. And, well, it's always been big, but like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, like Instagram and videos and like, and the, like doing hardline and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, but I guess it would it would have been pretty hard when Tane <laughs> was injured and I wasn't doing the results that the team wanted. Yeah. But um but yeah, now the team's never been better and yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, it's good. So yeah, twenty twenty two it kinda all came to a head, I guess. Like how did you finally come to make the decision to step away from racing and Um just like uh, it's just like I've been wanting to do it since 2020 I think yeah. I wanted to not I knew I knew I wasn't going to race for another like for a while yeah I knew I was going to stop and then I was just like what's the point in now like I had a few stuff that I wasn't right personally okay like just was like you don't just the normal stuff yeah and I was like well you know what I just want to do do stuff that makes me happy like i was going to the races i didn't want to be there i was like this is like this isn't fun anymore i'm yeah. just here stressed like i wasn't even stressed because of the results anymore i was just stressed like just being somewhere that i didn't want to be i was like i had fomo of like other stuff <laughs> and um yeah so it's just i was like this is like this is a time to call it yeah good um, on you yeah because i yeah i didn't want to just obviously just carry on taking yeah taking advantage of like the opportunity i had yeah so fair play were canyon supportive from the start on that then? canyon like, absolutely like yeah. to be honest really i think whenever whenever i told my sponsors that i'm just going to do my own thing and stuff like that, i think they all went like finally because <laughs> they knew it was coming yeah they knew it was coming and they're like well this is obviously what we know what you want to do yeah and like whenever they would see me at a race or whenever they'd see me at like a shoot or an event, they'd be like, it's two different people really. Yeah. And so I think, 
yeah, I think they were all happy that I did what I did, and now yeah. they seem pretty happy with what I'm doing now. Yeah, they're and, able to see the benefits yeah, of it, I guess, now. And yeah. yeah, it's just going well. It is going well, mate. So yeah. Unhinged with Red Bull, yeah. that was your first kind of I did big so- solo project? Or? Yeah, I did some other, so like, I did some other videos before, yeah. like with Cade and with other v- sponsors, but this was like my first one where I choose what I do. And yeah. like, there's no one ten. Oh, you need to put this shot in or yeah, you need to do this. It was just me doing what I wanted to show and what I wanted to do. Yeah. How was it then having that full creative freedom to like go your own way? Because did you literally yeah. you selected what you built, who you yeah. worked with, like everything? Yeah. So I built um I built a line with well I didn't really do. I was away racing, so I didn't really do much building. It was my <laughs> mates, and uh, so I hired my mate Sam Hodgson. Yeah, and um, and then so all the downhill stuff was just like our local e-bike tracks because we didn't really have time. Yeah. So then um, Hodgy and my mates uh, they built the line, and then I was there for like a couple of days. But then I was away racing. Yeah. So, yeah, because this was in that overlap yeah, period. So where I only, you're doing I only both. had a week to like to do all the filming and to do everything yeah and then i was off so i went five weeks away racing whilst they were building came back filmed for a week and then i went off another five weeks (laughs) so it was like it was sick to finally do my own thing but i still had that pressure like i still had to go everywhere and be everywhere and i couldn't concentrate on it yeah and then this year i've been just digging ever since i came back from new zealand and dark fest yeah and i've just been like actually doing like taking time not and doing what i want to do awesome so yeah so last year was sick but now it's like yeah it's even better yeah because i can actually put the time and effort into it like last year it was just like right we got to get this done now yeah if not we not literally if i didn't film that week i couldn't have filmed until like the end of the year yeah and pushing into about. bad weather and well and then stuff. it would have been joe would have had to joe simkins a filmer yeah he would have had to edit it in a day <laughs> so yeah we couldn't yeah so yeah how did, how did you feel making that then because like you say you've got a week to get it shot mm. you've not been there for a lot of the build because of the racing side of things and that first big edit i'm guessing is pretty important right you're sort of putting yourself out there yeah and that's where like almost your value from the future onwards comes from is like yeah how good your last edit was yeah yeah because like obviously like it's like you don't at the moment i don't have like the biggest massive tricks in the world uh-huh. but i i like i like to do some tricks and i'm good at a few and i know i just wanted to show what i like about riding mm-hmm. and whatever what whenever one tells you what you want to do i just like oh, i just want to like you just want to make people want to go ride a bike and yeah. so i just did what i like to ride we could like we thought about stuff that like features that are cool and like uh like it just makes you want to go out and ride and then like that's why you do like the dog pissers and like the special k's and stuff like yeah. that because it's just that's why what, what i like to do and um so yeah it's just it was so good to actually just finally get the opportunity to just show what you like about riding yeah and then honestly i didn't actually think it would like so many people loved it and who eat like um like my mates and stuff and who normally just take the piss <laughs> <laughs> so they liked it and i was like oh it's true so it's actually not too bad yeah and then it's always good when it goes well that's amazing and then, yeah. um 
yeah just like the people who put in the money and like who sent like gave us some money like helped us out with it yeah. they loved it and i was like oh sweet it's gone nice. pretty well then yeah it's a good start yeah eh? and yeah. then yeah so and now we're doing again this year doing yeah. another one and then i've done i had a couple weeks in america doing like a vows edit with yeah. the canyon vows yeah and that was insane we just like they sent out uh like some riders into like into america and then we spent like a week together in la and then i had a week or eight days to dig and ride or to dig and film in utah yeah and then that that was sick and then yeah that's pretty cool so, eh? yeah, yeah the... so i've done that and then i have i actually have a like um uh not a custom bike a a signature frame i yeah. have a signature frame with uh, um canyon sweet. it's called the chaos theory yeah so i made a little i filmed here for it yeah a bit in utah and a bit in new zealand for that yeah and then so i've got that coming out i think it's out now and so the chaos theory yeah so that's pretty cool i was pretty happy when they wanted to do that that's very cool yeah, yeah. and then so yeah you can buy the bike line riding now so i thought i've like that's always a pretty dream country when you're a kid you're like oh i want to have my own bike that people can buy that is pretty special i was like oh come on <laughs> so um did you have any input into like graphics and design and stuff for um, that? Like, how does i had it a few but it was mostly honestly it was a canyon and my and my dad really yeah. like i they were we were just talking about it and then yeah they like my dad's a real good at graphic designing and stuff yeah. so he designs like our kit like he helps us design our kits and our bikes yeah like he does all of that for the team and stuff so yeah just yeah just all of all of us and then very cool yeah i want uh like i was like oh we should do it pink because i always <laughs> wear the pink bike but i like people like it like love it but i don't think people would buy it that's the, yeah you gotta yeah. Be able to sell the yeah. thing i guess yeah so i was like yeah i do get that because <laughs> obviously everyone like loves the pink bike and but at the end of the day i don't think many people would like obviously some people buy it but they're not yeah it. like i don't know and black and white it's just with some holographic stuff is always pretty it's pretty cool yeah and the chaos theory design is pretty cool yeah it's like yeah so um so yeah i was stoked with that and then awesome. yeah and now i've got unhinged planning on doing that yeah filming soon unhinged 2 is coming two. Is yeah before we move from, from unhinged one yeah talk us through that flip manual like Oh, how I many don't takes? Don't want to talk about that. Oh come on! <laughs> so, on but like, a... how do you deal with something like that? Because literally, you're throwing yourself on the ground like over and over and over. Like, yeah. uh, uh, where's the motivation to like? Honestly, I was so fucking pissed off of that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but like, I was, I've done flip manuals for a while, and like, I normally do them within the first two goes. Yeah, like on the new, like on the jump, and for some reason like how the landing was with like a little roller going the other way which like which of the wanted you wanted to turn like it went it was pulling you to the left okay. but you wanted to go right and i was like knackered from the whole day filming and it just took so so long <laughs> and i was like oh my god <laughs> and then like and then joe was like at the start he was like yeah yeah this is sick blah blah don't worry you'll get it and then by like an hour in he was like right come on my camera's gonna die now like <laughs> running out of batteries yeah like go cool, on land and then <laughs> but yeah it's just sometimes that's how it goes even with the stuff that you can think that you can or that you do normally do yeah but sometimes it just you're not tempted to give up like you must get to a point nah. where you're like 
I think we should just go home now. Oh, I did. Uh, I did be like, but I still had another day filming. Okay. So, but it was like getting to like 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> getting like, and the light wasn't the same anymore. Yeah. And we were just like, right, if I land it now, it just wouldn't look right in the camera. So we're like, uh-huh. right, may as well go home. And then came back in the morning and did it. And yeah. Then, yeah. Must feel good to finally get it done. Honestly, after that. I wasn't even that happy of it. Really? I was like, that shouldn't have took that long. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was, like, just, I was just relieved that it was done. Yeah. I wasn't even, yeah. <laughs> I was like, may as well just do a new trick now. <laughs> but nah, so it was good. And then, yeah, got it done and yeah. Yeah, and it went down well. Yeah. And like like you say, you've got this the canyon support and it means you've got riders like Sam Pilgrim, Fabio Widmer mm-hmm. on the team. What's it like having the opportunity to ride with, with people like that? Because it must, be, must yeah. be funny. Actually, canyon signing Pilgs has been insane. Like, I've spent <laughs> so much time with him this year. Yeah. Like, so we, like, for like everyone else like for uk we live quite far away but for everyone else when we're talking to like other people yeah i'm like yeah he lives like three and a half hours away they're like oh so you must ride all the time I'm like no <laughs> that's like, a long way in the yeah UK. in america that some americans were asking us and they were like no this is one of the first times we're riding together and we're in america <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah i did the america trip with him and then i've done a few demo day like a demo day with him and then some other rides and it's it's so good riding with Pilgs. He's just you give him anything and he's good at it. With like yeah, and he's obviously quite funny. Yeah, and he's like he's good to have, have around. And yeah, I I love it. Yeah. What about Fabio? Have you ridden with him or? I've ridden. I think I've ridden with. Surely I'd remember Bella, but um, <laughs> nah. I've I've spent time with Fabio. Yeah. He's love like oh he's sick and yeah. I'll, but I don't think I've ever properly, like, not as much as I have with Pilks. Okay. But, yeah, Fabio's insane. And, obviously, yeah. I've seen him ride, like, when I'm there and, like, shows. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, it would be cool to go ride with him, actually. Definitely, yeah, man. Should get like, it done. I'd like to see an edit with the three of you and yeah. at some point it would be pretty cool. Who who else would you say inspires you these days? Like, where do your influences come from? And I'm, maybe it's not always from mountain biking. I don't yeah. know. There's certain people that you look up yeah, to. Yeah, honestly... And- it, it is mountain biking, but I honestly don't... I watch my mates and stuff. Yeah. But, um, and obviously, like, Samnook and stuff like that. But honestly, I watch moto, BMX, and skateboarding. Okay. And, like, snowboarding and stuff like that. But, yeah. like, I honestly just watch Axel most of the time. Axel Rogers. Yeah. I watch him loads. And then um, I did, I like, Kevin, Peraza, and Pat Casey like legend yeah um yeah like they were just insane to watch and um well uh kevin like kevin still is amazing to watch yeah, but yeah. like yeah like pat was just insane and i'd always watch like his videos and on insta and stuff and then yeah but yeah mostly axel i'd say okay is i put his vlogs on and then <laughs> i don't really watch many vlogs i watch pilgs i think like yeah. pilgs are like the only mountain bike vlogs i really watch and then um yeah then axel yeah nice so yeah so has this move across to doing all this stuff like changed your your mental health like do you feel different in oh, yourself? uh personally yeah like if yeah like as i was saying before if you saw me at the races last year you would have just think i was a miserable fucker <laughs> like yeah like I think um, I walked past the pit in Fort William, and I just remember you with like your head down, like yeah. Fort William was I just like I just crashed at uh, Darkfest, yeah. Cause I didn't really ride Darkfest much last year because I injured myself within like the second or third day, 
and then did something to my shoulder and like it just wasn't right and uh Fort William isn't really the race where you want to not be good yeah and I was just hating life at the moment I was yeah. like fuck why am I here like I shouldn't even be here I should really be like trying to get the shoulder better but I'm just trying to race because you feel like you got to race yeah, yeah. and yeah just yeah big change big change better human yeah and so now I'm just like so now I'm just doing what I want to do. I'm like digging with my mates, riding with like riding with mates. We have a pretty good scene where I live. So yeah, and I'm like traveling to all these things now. Like I just been before Crankworks, I was at this new jam called Backyard Battles. Okay. And that's a new monster event. And um we went to the Russo Brothers and Clemens Cordela's place. Yeah. And we just had three days of just having a sick jam nice. just riding and like yeah just having fun so yeah and that's and then we got like yeah just some like i did dark fest before that and dark just, fest always looks like a really good event is that one of the more fun ones to dark travel fest to? is honestly i wait for that like as soon as it's like done i'm like right 365 days and then it's <laughs> back again like honestly it's i love it i go um i always try and go there a bit before like a couple a few days before uh-huh. just because it's just like you're in like the best place ever in cape town like stellenbosch yeah and then yeah like the vibe there is insane the like the obviously the course is insane and the weather is like so it's south africa and then yeah i, I just that is one of my favorite events yeah always looks good what how do you get up to speed at an event like that like the jumps and the features there are insane like the first year i went it was honestly it was like like you're obviously petrified but honestly they do such a good job at building them that they look they look massive but at the same time you're like well i can see how that works (laughs) because obviously you've seen videos but then they're so good at building those guys in the digger yeah like that they just look safe as well okay so i remember the first year uh didn't like i think i did like 10 t to b's all in all yeah and like that was like scary working up to it and then this year first time like first we had a session in the morning at the health end where the health end compound yeah and then the first time we went up to the top me and hodgy did a t to b he crashed on the step up. He tried to do a, fl- a flat spin first yeah. run. And there's a quite a funny video. Like he crashes and blah, blah. But then we just carried on. But then, so yeah, first time that me and Hodgie went to the top this year, we did a T2B. No way. Yeah. So On, on all the biggest features. Yeah, on just like yeah, the yeah. line. And then yeah. and after that, we just carried on lapping. So now like, now we've got quite, um, like you're quite used to it. But still, yeah. every single time you get to the bottom <laughs> and you're just like, get me back up that hill now. Yeah. Like, I want to, like, you just want to, it's just so much fun. Amazing. How do, you, how do you work out the speed for stuff like that? Or is it just like the speed is given from the run-in kind of thing? Like, yeah. It's that well built. Like, you look at it and honestly, you just listen to, like, so obviously when I first went, the line had already been there. Yeah. So, uh, and it, so you just listen to whoever's been there, like I like to Ramsey and to all that lot. You just yeah. go like, oh, what do you do? And they like tell you and then you watch, like I watch them back then. And then, yeah, you just, 
just listen really like you can't really just go there and be like no this is what i want to do and but like stuff like that yeah you just be like oh what do i do and then you go like oh thank you and then that's what happened at loose fest when i went because obviously i'd never really ridden or i'd never ridden jumps that big yeah except for at hardline but they're like back then they weren't even as big as that like hardline jumps were big but they weren't like massive yeah and then you go loose to loose fest, fest and you yeah. go like what the fuck are these <laughs> and then i was just like to nico just like oh what do you do and nico was so helpful yeah and just everyone there was so helpful and you just like they're like do nothing on the first jump just let the bike ride it and after that tuck and pull as hard as you can <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so just listen to whoever's been there and then yeah you make like obviously when you ride it might change like if you're follow someone you might be too close so mm -hmm. stuff like that so it'll always change like that but mostly just do what the others say and, yeah and then but now i don't mind i don't mind opening like opening stuff okay like at hardline i don't mind doing stuff and even yeah. when we go on the first day i don't like it's normally like me and bernard and g mm -hmm. who do it because i don't like i love i don't really like watching like for the first time like, i like watching when people are used to it yeah but you don't want to see i don't want to see, like, when people are doing jumps for their first time we don't know like when we do jumps for the first time we don't normally look the best yeah fair and so I don't really like watching because then it just like, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, nah. Puts you off, I guess. Yeah, it it looks sketchy. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, that looks sketchy now. Yeah. And then I'm like, wait, that's, I can probably, I'll probably do it a bit differently. Because yeah. I like, at the World Cups as well, that's what it used to be. Like, I go a bit slower and I pop. And then um, some people have followed me and then they've cased the jump and hurt themselves because yeah. I do the jump differently. Yeah. So, yeah. So you just find someone who does it the same as you and then, yeah. Fair play. Well, and it, like World Cup seem on the outside relatively friendly. Like everyone seems to get on, but ultimately you are up against each other. Is the scene when you come into like Dart Fest and Hardline and some of these other events, like is it significantly more friendly? It's, it feels like there's a different vibe. Yeah, like race yeah world cups are is racing like at the top and blah blah so you'll obviously have some people who like yeah a bit different when they're actually you know like not together or yeah. face by face and stuff like that but um that's what because obviously it's racing and you always have like, like if you watch formula one and everything yeah. like that you always have like little like yes little rivalries yeah, yeah. and um so I, I've even had it with some riders where you're like, you like each other, but you're at the end of the day, you're like, well, we're not, we're not mates, are we? Like, we just know each other because we race against each yeah, other. That's true. And then when you go to one of the fest or to Crankworks even or Hardline, like, even though you're racing at Hardline, you're still there for like, you're living together or you're in the same house. And, <coughs> um, I know you're always like you're led together for the week, so even that's different. Like yeah. it's a race, but you're just that feels more like a fest, hard line. Yeah. And um <coughs> yeah, at the fest, like that's just you're literally there just to have fun with the others and I love that. And you're just like no one like there's no like little bitchiness or it's just <laughs> like I don't know, just there for the same same cause. Just to have fun on your on our bikes. Very nice. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Hardline. You've been yeah. doing it for a few years now. Yeah, 2018 was my first year. I yeah. Think. Oh, no, 2017. 
Yeah, 2017 yeah. was my first year. Talk us through that as an event, because it's the only race that you're still doing. So there must yeah. be something different about it. Yeah, that race is honestly Red Bull Hardline. That, that was my first like proper big event outside of World Cups. Yeah. And uh, Red Bull UK, honestly, one of like, they're insane. They like, they treat us, honestly, they treat us like if we're kings that week. Like they do so much for us. And uh, yeah, you're just riding the gnarly track and trying to go fast down it back then it was used to piss it down all the time so <laughs> yeah. you're always shit scared like because hardline is hard obviously hard but like it's it's not too bad in the dry mm-hmm. like it's it's a hard line to race yeah but it's not like you could actually and it's still scary like doing the big jumps and stuff but you can get used to it okay but in the wet man <laughs> fucking hell like the the one sec like there's two sections that i actually not hate but i don't like okay it's the rock slab at the top yeah and that's wet. i literally every time i go into it i'm like i'm just i can just feel my like side burning <laughs> from the rocks and stuff i'm just like oh just get down here is this the one where you got you're kind of turning right to yeah get into the woods yeah so that's probably why i do it quite slow uh-huh. <laughs> But like, but in the dry, that's all right. Yeah. But in the wet, yeah. And the section after the road gap, the okay. three drops. Yeah. In the dry, you can literally go round that right and just pin it down. And it's what you have to do in the wet because you don't want to touch your brakes that much and you don't want to skid on those rocks. Yeah. But you're, it's so sketchy. Like you're just slipping <laughs> on rocks and I, and then you've got that massive head slam at the bottom. Yeah. And yeah, when it's wet, you're just like, oh my God. It's actually quite a hard track. Yeah, you're actually like, it feels like like when you've been riding for so long and stuff, you don't norm like you get scared, but you don't get scared about tracks. Yeah. Normally. Yeah. And this is where you're just like, oh my God, I've, you're going back up in the lift and you're just like, oh. <laughs> Again, an event where yeah. people don't do that many top to bottoms over the weekend, eh? Like, you, yeah, you don't do full, like nowadays we do do quite a few full runs. Okay. Like now, because like, it's been quite dry the last two years. Yeah. But yeah, normally no. Normally I'll just do like stop, push back up, stop, and yeah. then like maybe do a full run or t- two before qualies. But yeah, so yeah, if it's dry, it's a nice weekend. <laughs> Except when you case the jump on the back and then you fuck yourself. But um, if not, it goes pretty well. Yeah. But um, yeah, in the wet, it's actually a pretty hard week. Nice, and it's progressed a bit over the years. I'd say like there's the riders seem more in tune with it. They've got kind of got used to it. Yeah. But as a result, Dan's just been pushing it on that bit further every year as well. Yeah. So like when it first started, like jumps were not many. Like they were big jumps, but it was mostly just like you only rode big jumps if you went to like a fest series or yeah. if you had like. Uh, somewhere like that so um i guess it was a lot like scarier and yeah. nowadays like even bike parks now have started to build bigger jumps so you obviously people are going to be more like yeah. controlled and yeah more like oh yeah i can do that because i've been riding jumps all year round except for like but before it was like oh my god i've just been riding downhill tracks and now <laughs> i've got to send a wooden like a metal kicker yeah so yeah um but yeah, now there's those two new jumps with the on-off before. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, they're pretty big. 
but it's, you just go straight, really, and just <laughs> pull. You make it sound so easy, mate. Oh, yeah, because yeah, because it, it it's not, but it is. Yeah, like and like it it isn't easy when it goes wrong. Yeah, okay. but if it goes right, then they are actually easy, and you do it, and you're like, oh, sweet. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you? Was it you that cased one of them? Yeah, I cased it massively. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, one of the just shit happens. Yeah, just, one like one of the first free limb with Bernard. So, I opened up the on off. Yeah, and then Bernard opened up the two next jumps. Yeah, and then had that big crash. Yeah, he went too. He went too deep. On too one of them, deep. Right? Yeah, yeah, and then his wheel exploded, and then the next day. Um, can't really remember, but I think I was one of the first ones to do it. Yeah, and then just doing laps was all good, and then we started to do full runs, and the winds there, the wind there is quite tricky. Okay, so especially now with all those trees gone, that used to be the waterfall edge, like yeah. with those jumps that went like that. Yeah, and now it's just straight jumps, pretty big, and when the jumps go bigger, then you got to start thinking about the wind. So because at the fest series, we don't ride during the day really sometimes okay. we ride morning or afternoons yeah. or in evenings because of the wind because uh-huh. you don't want to go and you don't want to jump in the wind and that's what is quite sketchy about hardline because not many people get that who race because they just race yeah. and they're like well we've got to get down I'm like <laughs> yeah but you still got to be safe like um, so I was doing a full run got a bit windy on the first jump so I was like oh on the first big one I got a bit blown so I was like oh I was like I like tucked and I thought I could squash the next jump and stay low yeah and as soon as I squashed it I was like I'm, I'm I'm gone oh man yeah I wasn't gonna wear a chest plate as well I wasn't gonna wear my back plate because I was like oh like and then because I don't normally wear one yeah and I was like oh you know what I'll probably wear it because it's hard line uh-huh. and then honestly I cracked the chest plate whoa and I was like fuck me if I didn't wear that I would have been <laughs> my chest would be fucked yeah so, um, so yeah, just one of those mistakes of, yeah, I tried to, yeah, squash it to stay low, but you can't really squash those jumps. Lucky to walk away from that, eh? Yeah, walked away with just a, like bruised, I think bruised ribs. Yeah. Or, yeah, just, I like, couldn't really, like, to be fair, nothing was broken or done. Yeah. But for the next two months, I couldn't, like, move properly and I couldn't breathe yeah, like huge it impact. Took, yeah, it took like at least two months until I could actually like fully breathe properly and go for like rides and not like not feel like I'm, yeah, really unfit. <laughs> <laughs> Madness. So do you think like events like Hardline have a place in racing? Like do you think it's a good direction that it's pushing racing in? Yeah, I, yeah, I'd love to see like more of that and I would jump at the chance to do it. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm still, I'm still like doing hardline. I'm still racing hardline this year because yeah. I can't wait for it. Because it is, yeah, it's like because it's technical and it's got big jumps and it's a fun week. So yeah. yeah, I think more races should be like that. But it's hard, man. Like, um, like there is still some people that turn up every year and they do, like, be like, nah, I'm all good. Like, and they just go. Yeah, because it is still kind of sketch. Yeah. So yeah, the opportunity fair, yeah. to hurt yourself is pretty big. Yeah, so to everyone that comes new, like fair play, because yeah. it is, yeah, it is a quite a hard track. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see our riders like Jackson, who's going to 
I would assume he's doing pretty well in the overall at that point in the season. Like whether he's still willing to take that risk, but maybe maybe uh, Jackson doesn't see it as a risk. I don't know. Yeah, I I've never really got that to be honest. <laughs> yeah, because like riding the bike is dangerous anyway. Like you can literally hurt yourself. Like I've hurt myself more doing shitty little things than okay. racing hardline. Yeah, like I've had yeah, like I've been a hardline five or six times. And I've injured myself more outside of it. Yeah. So, okay. like, yeah, so I've never really got people, like, that's what was one big thing. Like, people were quite worried about having it in the middle of the season. Yeah. But I was like, you're literally going to be riding your bike anyway at that time. Like, you might not be at a World Cup, yeah. but you will be riding your bike. And there's just as much chance of you crashing. True. So, you may as well come and do a sick <laughs> week and we may as well do it in the... Well, where we think there will be sun in Wales, yeah. Then in September, where we're ninety percent sure it's going to rain, yeah. So, yeah, I've yeah I've always thought that riding a bike is as dangerous, like it's dangerous no matter if you're just riding down the road or yeah, true. It's, w- it's when you take focus away, yeah. things tend to go wrong. And I'm guessing at Hardline, you're pretty damn focused. Oh, you're, yeah, you're focused the whole time, and like it's weird. We like talk to ourselves, and we're like, it's like. You ride it and you get comfortable with it, but you still have to like you still got like respect the track and respect <laughs> the hill. Like you yeah. can't take like you can't take the piss because then it will bite back. Yeah, and yeah, and it's funny because and then when it when it's pissing it down and we're like you still got to go up. One year it was pissing it down, windy, and we're like fuck me, it's getting quite sketchy now. <laughs> like come on, and then Bragg was like, yeah, we're just gladiators. <laughs> we just like, <laughs> and yeah, it's but yeah is there a dialogue in your head as you're coming down that track are you like talking to yourself or are you like fully focused and not really thinking does that make sense um i don't really like i don't really know what i do i think i think you're like oh yeah i hit that well okay or like yeah like i'm normally just like oh go on like ride like have like yeah and when i do hit something good I do just go like, oh, come on, that was sick. Like, That's nice. Carry on. Yeah. yeah. And then if you do hit something bad, you're like, oh, I'm like, <laughs> like if, because that track, I I know it pretty well now and I love it. Yeah. And I know where I'm good and when I can serve myself and where I can push. Yeah. And so if I, I guess if I do do something wrong, I'm like, oh, okay, then I guess I can hit this bit a bit. I can, yeah. You know where to like catch it back. Yeah. Or, and I know where to yeah. like, so when, like, you know, as soon as you hit the uh, wood on the road gap, you chill. Yeah. I'm just like, right, as soon as I hit that wood, you like, and like, yeah. And then that's where you're like going to chill. And then yeah. and then I'm like, okay, now back to, like, yeah. I don't know. I kind of, the runs where you just blank out and you just ride yeah. and you can't remember it. I feel like that's where you do the best. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you remember where you messed up and where you did all of that, then... I don't, I don't, I don't think I was riding as good as I could have. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if I do a run and I'm like, oh, that was sick. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then I think that's where you ride the best because yeah. you were just focusing in on the, that. And you weren't focusing zone. about yeah. what you were doing or you were just like yeah. in the zone. And yeah. Fair comment. There's been talk of a, of a hard line series like floating around, which would be pretty interesting to yeah. see. Like, do you think that's a good thing? And if you were in charge of it, like, what would that series look like? 
Um, I think a hardline series would be amazing. Like, because um, there's so many places that you could do an insane hardline, and um, the whole concept of hardline is like just good. I love it. So, yeah. more hardlines, I'm up for it, and sign me up. Yeah. Where whereabouts in the world like are there places you visited that you think would be perfect for it? Uh, I think you can kind of guess the ones really. It would be Canada, New Zealand, yeah, Australia, and some other ones. Yeah, maybe some South American ones. But um, it, yeah, I guess it just depends on how expensive it is because it's quite. Yeah, like, I don't think running a hard line is pretty cheap. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess until they can figure that out, then yeah, we don't have a series. But if they do ever figure it out and we can do a series, then I think it'll be one of the best series out there. Yeah, it's a huge like audience on the on Rebel when it's yeah. on, so it's obviously super popular. It's like we're like it's because with Rampage is insane, mm. and I would jump at the opportunity to do that as well. But you still that's still like. Um, it's like slope style. It's uh-huh. like a judged event. Yeah. So it's very, I guess it's harder for the normal people to know how to, if you haven't watched bikes, I guess it's quite harder for them to see who can do well and who can't. Yeah. But at a race and at hardline, it's like you can, yeah, it's just the clock. Yeah, so, it's simple. Yeah, yeah, it's simple. It's either you go fast or you don't. Yeah. And then... That's how it's much easier for someone to watch that, I guess. Yeah. And be, and then you know who's doing what and stuff like that. Do you think we'd see more of the World Cup riders like crossover if there was more hard lines? If it became a bit more of a series, like. I think yes and no, because if you're thinking about it, how it's going now, hardline is like is getting bigger, and hopefully it's going to get bigger. Yeah. So that's more of those similar tracks. Like yeah. they're not going to build a hard line in like Vancouver yeah, and do a little like Loma down the hill. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not, it's no. still going to have to be. And especially I would think in Canada, you could build some stuff even better and bigger because uh-huh. it's Canada. You have that dirt, not yeah. Welsh slate. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess it would, like, if you're scared about going to the hard line here, then you should be equally as like I think the track should be equally as scary no yeah. matter because yeah, it's yeah. hardline. So yeah, so I don't know. I think I think so. Yeah, because like you've well, I've never told anyone who said, "Oh, should I do hardline?" I'm like, if you think you can do it, like jump at the opportunity to do it because yeah. it's a sick week and it's so much fun. So I don't think anyone's ever heard like a rider has not heard from another rider going oh i don't want to do hardline they said it was shit yeah everyone loves it everyone loves it every rider loves it and yeah interesting watch this space for hardline series it'd be cool to see it get up and running yeah love it yeah what what about rampage then because it is clearly something that would be a really exciting thing for you to get involved in like how does that all work because you mean you're connected into rebel you know them well Mm. like what does it take to actually get to rampage um, I honestly, I don't know that well. Okay. Um, I know that before, if you send in videos or if you've gone there a few times and like gone to Utah. Yeah. And if you've done top 10 before, I think, or top, 
Yeah. So I think it's top ten. Um, uh, before yeah. who used to go, and then after that, it's wild cards. And but I don't really know to be fair. Okay. But um. But you've now been to Utah. I've now been to Utah, and um, if I ever got the chance, like I'm, I'm always going to put myself out there to do yeah. it. Yeah. Because I think it would be an insane thing to be a part of and yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to try and then, yeah, if I ever get the chance, I'll jump and say yes. Nice. So was that Utah trip like a conscious effort to tick one of the boxes or was that just something that came together? Honestly, um, Canyon came up with the idea of doing this Vows edit. Yeah. And um, they were like, I was like, they're going to send you to them. Like, and then we're talking about it. Like, yeah, we're going to send you, uh, like, send you guys to America. And there's going to be two athletes in each. So six of us with yeah. Pilgs being the seventh. And then they're like, um, so like, they're like, Gabs, you go to LA. Um, Griffin, you go to Vegas. And they're like, oh, okay, so you're going to Utah. I was like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> like, I'm going to Utah. And then, so yeah, that's how it happened. Okay. But yeah. And then, yeah, I just, I don't, yeah, I don't want to. Because if you if I don't really think about rampage, and I won't get disappointed about not going. Yeah, no, okay. <laughs> I know you but, mean. Um, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, I'd want to go, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to just try and just yeah, do all yeah, my yeah. riding just to get into rampage. Yeah. Because then I feel like you'd lose on other stuff. So if I can do what I'm doing, and then I can go to rampage, then fuck yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't want to start because I feel like then I'd start that's the whole point of the racing side. You'll put all your focus onto one thing and if it doesn't go the way you want it, yeah. then you're obviously going to be disappointed. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, just have fun, do my own thing and then um, obviously, like, put my foot in the door. Yeah, yeah. And, like, through the, yeah. See what happens. See what happens. But, yeah, if it happens, then hell yeah. Nice. So what is next for you? You've got Unhinged 2 filming coming up, obviously. But... Unhinged 2 filming, um, then Hardline, um, uh, and then Whistler and then just ja like other like there's a couple of those backyard battles okay. a few fest that yeah. we're gonna try that I'm gonna try to get to and um, yeah but mostly just the filming uh, I'm not gonna try and just do it in the block yeah okay uh, I wanna like if I have a week there I'll do a week of that filming yeah but then not try and fit all the filming in just take the time and then yeah. if after the week we haven't finished then okay we'll just like I'll go do my like whistle and stuff and then come back and start doing it again yeah and then filming it and then yeah just take my time with it and do a good job nice man it sounds ace well we'll start wrapping up before we ask our final four questions yeah I just want to ask what advice you would give to other riders that were maybe in your position like riders that are talented both in the racing and away from the racing and they're trying to work out like where to head for them is there any advice you'd give people that you think would help yeah i know it seems like a lot of people would say like, oh you hate racing and stuff like that <laughs> I, I actually love racing yeah i just didn't like how the world cups were going and how i felt at them yeah so i thought i saw so if you love racing and if you love the world cups and you love riding your bike then do both yeah but there's no point in doing something that you don't want to do yeah so if you're loving the racing then do the racing and if you're loving the free riding and the 
anything else and do that so don't feel like you need to do something because at the end of the day you're just going to do it worse than if you just put your focus on one thing yeah wise words mate all right we'll hit these final four questions yeah first one of those if our listeners had 150 pounds to spend to improve their performance on a bike or to have more fun on a bike what would you recommend they go spend it on well like part wise yeah it could be parts or coaching or anything literally anything you just got 150 quid in your pocket can you pay for much of 150 quid in the mountain biking world <laughs> not these days mate <laughs> I'll, I'll go get your lunch mate you need to eat <laughs> um nah, hundred. yeah i would actually just spend it on maybe fuel and money to go out with your mates yeah like yeah just spend it i think i've always said that if you're having fun and you're with your mates and you'll just carry on you're not and if you're not satisfied with where you're at you always want to try and improve then just go out with your mates and have fun and you'll see that grow yeah if if you start like worrying thinking about it too much then yeah so i'd go spend your money on fun stuff with your mates nice i like that answer a lot man Mm. all right next one if you could wind back the clock and sit down with yourself age 16 how old are you now 23 23 what advice would you give your 16 year old self ride a motorbike more yeah okay yeah i've started to ride a motorbike and oh my god i got like my arm pumps so much better like and pretty str- quickly yeah and i yeah. struggled with arm pumps so bad when i was racing okay and that's one of the main reasons why i hated it yeah i couldn't finish a run <laughs> well i'd finish a run but i'd be like oh my god yeah so yeah ride a ride a motorbike what motorbike you got i got beta 300 okay uh, uh, yeah so yeah Nice. So just out on the like going out in Jura, yeah. and yeah, I love it. So yeah, buy a motorbike. There's the arm pump fixer. Yeah. Like it. All right. Next one. If you could have a coaching session from anyone, past or present, who would it be, and what would you want to learn from them? Who would it be? Um, oh, there's so I. Oh, if you would have said five, that would be so much easier because I got so many people in my Go head. On, you can have, you can but, have a few. Okay, so my top three would be Seminut, Cade, and Samuel. Okay, and which what would you want to like pick from each of those three rides? Seminut would just be like, just right like following. Wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even want like. I just want to follow him. Okay, genuinely want to talk like, to when him. I was a kid. All I want to do was <laughs> yeah, like all I want to do when I was a kid was just do a run with Seminut and yeah. just follow him and yeah, just yeah, and then Cade, Cade's just like you. Everyone sees how good he is, but I live with him. Yeah. And seeing what he does every day and how he rides and what he rides, like anything he touches with some wheels, he's amazing <laughs> at it. Yeah. So, and he does teach me so many things like trick rides and stuff like that. So, yeah, Cade would be like the tricks yeah. and stuff. And then Samuel would just be like insides and just <laughs> how to go fast. Yeah. It's and a then, shame that he's out with that yeah, foot injury. Shame, yeah, because it was like, it was so sick to see his name back on the start list. Yeah. Obviously didn't like, it's going to be way harder now with how the sport is and like with how fast everyone is, but still seeing his name on that start list was like, Oi, come on. The King is back. (laughs) Yeah. So good. And he seemed to be like getting a bit better. Like there was speed was coming, but yeah, wasn't to be. Maybe we'll see him towards the end of the season. Hopefully at the end of the season. Yeah. And yeah, shame because we were going to Val de Sol and, Obviously, everyone it's remembers his run of Alisol. Yeah, classic Sam Hill yeah. track. Classic, so yeah. yeah, shame, but 
we'll see at the end of the year hopefully hopefully yeah maybe a Monson and yeah see him swinging and off he's him. done pretty well there so <laughs> yeah he definitely has <laughs> after an injury so maybe yeah, yeah. true true we'll yeah. see all yeah. right last one what do you do every day that you feel benefits you um what do i do every day um i'm gonna go to like my first answer at least see one of my mates or okay yeah, yeah. like because um like it's quite hard because um not like when you're an athlete or when you're a like rider yeah it's quite hard to have a normal life because all your mates work throughout the day yeah and whenever they finish work you're like oh come on let's go out and they're like well i've got work in the morning i've been working all day like i don't really like yeah so um so it's quite hard and you can be like on your own a few times yeah a bit so, isolated yeah a bit isolated so and even with normal people how they feel in their normal life so yeah, yeah i think go see your mate and at least have a few hours or an hour and day where you're just having fun with your mate or nice. just chilling yeah so yeah i just i like to be with my mates because it's just fun yeah that crew you've got around here has been super important eh? yeah like we've got yeah our crew here and i honestly we honestly spend pretty much every day together yeah and then so yeah so have some good people around you and yeah nice one I like it man well it's going to be real exciting to follow where things go for you. I feel like you're just getting started on a pretty Defin- exciting yeah, adventure. Definitely. It's yeah. just started this year and honestly, couldn't be loving it anymore. Ace, man. So. It's good to see you happy and uh, stoked on what you're doing. If people want to follow, where's the best place for them to look? Um, Just at the moment, uh, just my Insta. Insta. Yeah. If you like what I do, then yeah. just And if it inspires you to go out riding, yeah. then Insta. I'm not at that point where I want to make vlogs yet, even though people <laughs> ask. I, okay. I'm not at that point yet. It's so much work. Yeah, like I see Pilgs doing it and it's so, it's literally a full-time job. Yeah. And I feel like I just got out of a full-time job with racing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, at the moment. So, yeah, just Insta and then uh, keep an eye out on Red Bull Bike for a sick video coming up hopefully nice one when's that due out have you got a rough feel or i f- hopefully it'll be out near the same time as last year okay. so back end of the year then back end of the year yeah uh, like end of october november time nice and yeah so yeah hopefully it hopefully that unhinged too can do the same hopefully that can just make people stoked and yeah, yeah. get people out on bikes get people out on bikes and then yeah just make people stoked really nice one thanks mate it's been a pleasure chatting oh, thank you for having me and, um, yeah hope it goes well at hardline and into the future oh definitely big up nice one cheers mate thank you all right that's it for this episode with chaos i really hope you've enjoyed it a massive thanks to invisi frame for supporting this episode if you want to keep your bike looking brand new and also make sure you get the best resale value possible when the time comes, then get your bike in VisiFrame protected now. As a downtime listener, you can get 20% off worldwide using the code DOWNTIME20 for the month of July. That's downtime, all uppercase, followed by the number 20 over at invisiframe.co.uk. 
Also, a massive thanks to Gorewear. If you're looking for the highest quality clothing that'll enable you to get out on your bike in all weather conditions, then Gorewear's got you covered with technical products that are backed with quality engineering and innovation and last the test of time. As a downtime listener, you can get 20% off the entire range until the end of August. Just use the code DOWNTIME20 at the checkout over on gorewear.com. This offer works in both the US and EU web stores. That's downtime all in capitals, followed by the number 20 on gorewear.com. Also, don't forget, if you want to help support the podcast, the best way to do that is by heading over to patreon.com forward slash downtime podcast and setting up a regular donation. That's Patreon spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. If Patreon doesn't work for you, then have a think about other ways that you can help, like telling your friends about the show, sharing the episodes on your social media, or leaving us a review. We've also got t-shirts, sweatshirts, and hoodies available over at downtimepodcast.com forward slash shop. All right, we've got loads more awesome stuff coming up over the course of the year, so make sure you're following the podcast by hitting that button in your podcast app now or by heading to downtimepodcast.com forward slash follow. You can also get a bit of extra downtime by signing up to our newsletter at downtimepodcast.com forward slash newsletter. Okay, that's it for today. We're going to have another awesome episode coming up really soon. But until next time, get out and ride. (laughs)